0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Critically Optimistic. Today, we have a great episode in store for you.
1: Oh, uh, that's right, Mac, and I think this one you all will enjoy, because we're going to tackle Police Academy 2 and Wayne's World 2. We didn't know if we were going to do it,
0: but we are about Two Seekers which, uh, did... Oh wow, I can't believe that worked. This show is now officially ours. Now you are
1: in for a real treat. Death to Videodrome. Long live live the new flesh! flesh. (laughs) (laughs) Now,
0: let's get this show started. Yeah, thank God for that. I can't possibly bear another Police Academy episode. hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of critically optimistic i'm your host mac and joining me is
1: i'm janko hello
0: um we're here to bring you the special double feature which is vhs is a kink we've been super excited to do this one simply due to the fact that the film that we're going to be talking about videodrome and as well as the other one mostly videodrome uh i know that Jar Jar has never seen it before, and I know for a fact that it's definitely probably hit one of his favorite lists. So,
1: oh yeah, yeah, no, no I won't deny that at all. <laughs> well, I mean, I I've will. been looking,
0: I've been looking forward to you watching it for quite oh. some time, and I'm very, very excited to actually listen to what you have to say about the film.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, and and for the same reason, like uh, I think this, um, I think this will be a great episode, uh, seeing as I'm. Uh, well we, we can dive a bit more into it later on but how what if we don't start what if we start off with some news first um for our yeah. gentle listeners
0: that sounds great um well let's talk about the biggest thing that you could probably hear at the moment is for christmas i got a brand new microphone for my lovely yeah. wife <laughs> that sounds great i i think it yeah. sounds great um i, I think so too it. good yeah uh what did you get for christmas i know santa uh, said we were very bad but yeah he probably got something
1: I, I don't think santa was too harsh uh i, I got my first <laughs> air fr- air fryer now so now i have like um, three separate air fryers which is fun uh um, oh wait you have that's...
0: three air fryers at work
1: uh no like that work yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i thought when you told me that before i thought you were saying like you've had three in total and like two have broken
1: oh no no they're they're still working fine i just oh you can't God. never have enough uh, air fryers <laughs> i think you
0: can at three i think you can <laughs> it's
1: it's become an addiction <laughs> apparently so uh, but uh well. yeah i also got some some nice uh, airpod like headsets that have quite clear sound in them i i enjoy them and i've been kind of on the fence about those types of earplugs but they, they work well, and I always wondered, like, uh, how do they stay in your ear? But they actually do stay quite well in there, so I'm, I'm, su- I'm surprised.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's great to hear. I'm, I'm still probably one of the last people that does not own a pair of, like, uh, 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 headphones like that, um, so... Mm i mean yeah Yeah.
1: it's it's a plus that it's completely um it's a plus that it's completely wireless because like a klutz that i am i can easily knock over my computer by not thinking i have the headset plugged in (laughs) so that's a plus for my side
0: (laughs) oh that's good um anything else you want to talk about before we Uh, talk about the obvious stuff
1: well uh, we can um, mention some, um, some some honorable mentions of movies we watched recently. Uh, well,
0: as... a movie that you and I watched recently was New York Ninja.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. And that was uh, that was a fun viewing. Yeah, uh, it was
0: definitely interesting. I mean, for a film that was dug up from a pile of pallets and had no script attached to it, it, oh, yeah. was, it was fun. I mean, it's not... A, it's not like a crazy gem that you're gonna find, but it was. Oh no, but
1: but for the for the work alone, it's uh, it's impressive, and it's 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 a a, a gem to be behold. Um, I probably used that phrase wrongly, but you understand what I mean. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, uh, yeah. I I mean, you get what you get out of it, and the story around it is great. I I recommend anybody who loves films just yeah, check it check out. It's yeah. it's so fun. Um, Absolutely. what about? Well, you said that you're moving recently. Um, are you done the movement. That's move right. now?
1: Uh, Well, not not uh, entirely. We're still missing some um, some uh, kitchen appliances, uh, like fridge and oven and stuff like that. But everything is coming along nicely. We're almost unpacked, and uh, and uh, yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a busy December, but uh, things are finally starting to wind down, and. Oh. Um, Okay, seeing well, as, no, that's great. And seeing as uh, I took this kind of uh, new move as a sort of vacation for myself, I've um, obviously watched a lot of movies recently. <laughs> so that's been great too.
0: What would you say uh, has been the, the best movie you've seen out of just a random pile of pics that you've done?
1: oh uh, quite quite a lot actually uh well first off the bat uh 12 angry men uh, i've never watched it before i watched it for the first time uh, yesterday and wow what a movie it's it's really amongst one of the greater movies greatest movies ever made um i still also...
0: haven't seen it yet i've had it on my list forever i i just gotta jump in and, and do it i i just recently watched film number a thousand according to letterbox and um i was pretty happy about that because i chose uh some like it hot
1: which is oh, billy, yeah.
0: billy wilder film um
1: mm-hmm.
0: I was, it was just great i mean i i tend to really like his films even though i haven't seen a lot but everything i have <laughs> seen of his has been quite quite a lot of fun and there he has a great comedy sense uh, to oh. all his films. And he uh, definitely has a signature when it comes to making you laugh. So I always oh, know that it's going to be a good time. Yeah. And yes. uh, it was the first film I saw with uh, Marilyn Monroe in it too. Mm. And uh, she was way better than I, I ever thought that her acting ability can could, could get to. She was really, really great. I had a
1: lot of fun with oh, that wow. too. Yeah, I, I haven't seen much with uh, Marilyn Monroe either, so I don't know too much about her acting, but, but well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice when you find uh, certain directors that you have no connection to, and then you just click with them really well. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, two other movies I'd love to mention uh, that I watched recently as well was, um, uh, was uh, Martin Scorsese's Bringing Out the Dead with Nicolas Cage, Okay, Um, it's uh, a more recent movie made from 99 and uh, it's about Nicolas Cage being this burnt out paramedic driver and he's doing everything in his presence to get fired because he sees a lot of ghosts of um, of the people he didn't manage to save and uh, yeah he does a great performance and it has a pretty good cast too it has uh uh, John Goodman and uh, uh, Tom Sizemore as well. I, I definitely recommend it. It's a very, uh, it's a very different Scorsese movie, um, which yeah, I, I haven't I haven't, I I haven't seen it movie. yet. Oh yeah, I I recommend it. I think you'll like it. You'll love it. Uh, it's it's like I I appreciate Scorsese more when he doesn't do mafia stuff because it it, it becomes too cliche at times, and a lot of his movies are. Like, I consider his best movies to be the ones that aren't specifically about mafia, like Goodfellas or Casino, uh, like, mm. uh, like Taxi Driver. and um, uh, I think
0: when it comes to Martin Scorsese, you and I have differing opinions a little bit, but I do agree with you on that because I love After Hours. I, I think that's one of his best films, and that's not generally one that everybody goes like, oh, that's his like top tier film. Even though people love it, it I, I, I really like it. I think it's a great film.
1: Yeah, I still have yet to watch it. I have it on my watch list, so hopefully hopefully someday soon.
0: Oh, maybe we can make it into a double feature.
1: <laughs> oh, that would be fun. <laughs> I'm on yeah. board aboard with that. And uh, the second movie I'd love to uh, recommend is They Shoot Horses, Don't They? By, um, it's a movie by Sidney Pollack from 1969, and it's a movie that takes place in the great depression and these unfortunate souls they uh, they enter this dance contest where it's like a dance marathon and they like they have to dance non-stop and this lasts for for 20 30 days and you could throughout the movie you just notice they get more tired and uh like um, and they only they get short breaks but they only get like an hour sleep break and so you notice that they're very sleep deprived and they're all doing it just for a measly fifteen hundred dollars it was a it was a good good movie I, I definitely recommend that as well
0: yeah when you were telling me about it um off off the cast here i, I i'm looking forward to it it sounds interesting i'm not a big dance person um i, I don't know why i, I just don't appreciate the, yeah. the art form that is dance um, but it, it sounds interesting to me. I, I definitely want to watch
1: it. Yeah, but I love to mention though that it, it's not specifically a dance movie. It's more a movie about the characters.
0: Um, yeah, that's that's probably why I'm, I'm more appealed to it, anyways.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Well, before we get on to um doing our double feature and telling us or telling you guys what we think about the the films that we chose, uh, we do want to reiterate about our Twitter, uh, which is just critically optimistic you find it easily um and we ask that hey if you guys are enjoying the show and you're avid listeners or if you're new listeners don't forget to subscribe uh write a comment if you can uh spotify actually just released that you can do comments on oh. i think it's comments on their thing or it's ratings i can't remember which it is either way whatever it is just leave a good one leave a bad one if you want but don't no, don't leave a bad one. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> but leave, leave an honest review. We want to hear what you guys think. Um, and if you yeah, want to contact do. us, use Twitter, because uh, both uh, Janko and myself, we have it linked to our phones, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: Well, I think it's about time we do our double feature that we put together, which is VHS a kink. We had this one on the back burner for, like, how long now? Two, three months?
1: Yeah, I think so. Something like that? Yeah, absolutely.
0: And it's all been based around Videodrome. Honestly, the second film that we had to find to pair with this one, the double feature, um, it uh, it was actually a harder task than I think both you and I thought it was going to be, wasn't it, mm. jaco
1: Yeah, no, yeah, you're absolutely right. It turned out to be a bit of a challenge, but 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 we did manage, manage it, thankfully.
0: Well, and I think the reason I was such a challenge too is because it was... Um, Videodrome so unique. Like that's the mm. biggest thing is Videodrome is hard to pair with another film. How, how would you say? So like, uh, yeah, like intermittently, do, you know, linked absolutely. together. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, it, it's so different from everything else. And like, even to this day, there's not really a lot out there that you could say is almost directly linked with it. So we, we did get another film, which is broadcast signal intrusion, and I yeah. would say it it, it pairs up, it, but it I does. wouldn't say it pairs up a hundred percent, but it does pair up enough to get to the theming, which is still like v h s as oh. a cake,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely It still has that creep factor that videodrome also has um uh, not by much, mind you but but yeah it's it's still there, and I'm actually glad you brought that up because um uh, because uh, yeah after after watching videodrome, I just thought. Yeah, this this is very difficult to pair with something else. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's so it's so its own entity, um, and that's that's a great thing. I, I love that about Videodrome. Before we talk about the movie and really introduce it, let's probably just talk about what our theming is. I know we usually save that for like a little bit around the end, but let's just mm-hmm. talk because I feel like it might be better this way is if we say like vhs is, is a kink the theming behind that is not just like the titles very giveaway but it's also like having these two films which kind of use people who are really into shooting video and uh watching and absorbing video so much so that it's become fetishized you know, mm, it, absolutely. It, it within themselves, like they can't live their lives without having this be a part of themselves. Videodrome, you can look at it in two aspects where, you know, there's the uh, pornography side of it. And then with a broadcast signal intrusion, it's this sky, uh, which is the same thing that Videodrome shows is this morphine of lenses. You can't see things without having that video lens on, 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 yourself even when it's coming to a a realistic point of uh time in the film where where they've almost devoided themselves from the video but it's like everything they're doing is just their thought is in that um very one set film real point of view
1: yeah yeah no for sure and it's also uh, it's also worth mentioning that uh, a slight trigger warning um or um content warning like uh we will probably just talk about uh snuff films in this episode um yeah considering uh, it's drama. hard
0: not to yeah it's hard not to talk about that stuff without i mean with video drama specifically specifically sorry yeah. um broadcast so it, it kind of shares uh, that a little bit but not so much
1: that's true like like video, like s- broad signal broadcast is more like the uh, what you call on YouTube, the um, uh, they, they call it something uh, where it's an alternate uh, oh, AR, or, yeah, isn't yeah. the
0: AR game,
1: it yeah, the alternate AR
0: reality game, game. yeah,
1: that's right. yes,
0: that's right, yeah, but um, we'll get to that all later. Uh, so yep. for right now, Janko, do you want to introduce our next film? Yes,
1: yes, absolutely, and Yes, so the synopsis um, goes as follows. As the president of a trashy TV channel, Max Wren, is desperate for new programming to attract viewers. When he happens upon Videodrome, a TV show dedicated to gratuitous torture and punishment, Max sees a potential hit and broadcasts the show on his channel. However, after his girlfriend auditions for the show and never returns, Max investigates the truth behind Videodrome and discovers that uh, graphic violence may not be as fake as he thought.
0: That is Videodrome.
1: <laughs> Max Wren is a victim. I woke up with a headache. First he has time. been exposed to video drone. I've been hallucinating for a while, ever since. What? Since I first saw video drone. His brain is already receiving video images. Picture! Picture! Video, drone. video drone. So, Starring
0: Harris, we talked about the um, intro, which it sums it up pretty well, I'd, I'd say.
1: Yeah, it does, uh, for sure. Um, what
0: did um what what do you want to talk about with this film? Because there's a lot I want to talk about, but I I remember you saying like you've got a list and it's I think long. <laughs> Didn't you say it was pretty long?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think I added more notes than I did to the Christmas episodes. Uh, but, oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, no, I like I, I want to talk about the uh, the visual effect. I also want to talk a little bit about James Woods. and yeah. And also the feel of the movie. Uh, I guess the best way to start is is by the general story, I guess.
0: Yeah, so um, James Woods plays a TV channel owner, right? And he's right. also in charge of like making sure, getting new content and new stuff to get people hooked because it's a very small channel and uh, their specialty is basically just porn. <laughs> it's mm. filth. Uh, right. Whatever they can get their hands on to make people watch. And he may... <laughs> A specific comment in the film that uh, if like they're so small they got to do whatever they can to get people to watch but yeah it's it's such a great film on the topic of desensitizing yourself through media yes uh, which is something that i i want to get into more detail with you but what did you think of videodrome uh, Cenk, I, well, I know uh, we usually save this for the end, and I, I want to save that <laughs> radiant for the end. But what did you think of Videodrum? Because that's what I've been lo-
1: dying I to hear. I loved it. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, you a loved lot. it. Yeah, it was the it, it was the perfect weirdness for me. Um, and uh, I I don't have much experience with. Uh, david cronenberg at all like i've only seen two of his movies or sorry three uh, that being the fly shivers and the movie that is least david cronenberg eastern promises but yeah this was such a great viewing and i can i can understand why people love this movie so much
0: <laughs> yeah and, uh, i knew you would love it right away i uh, well i i love it as well and it's probably i wouldn't say it's my favorite cronenberg film but it's It's on the list of like top three for sure. Mm,
1: Yeah, definitely. Like I could easily see that. And I just thought that entire, like it has an interesting message and it showcases that TV culture very well. How that is kind of like, I will go more into this later on, but how that kind of is like become a recreational drug in, in later days. Yeah, especially
0: now and <laughs> nowadays, yeah. where it's like, it's different back then with the era that video uh set in, which is just the era, it was filmed in uh, the 80s, Yeah, you know, it had that sort of couch potato, everybody's glued to their TV screens sort of era, and now it's worse, really, we're on every single screen we could get our hands on, not to mention we have one on our hands, almost yeah, 24-7, right. so... Like, it- it- It plays to a modern audience pretty well, I'd say, especially with the desensitization and uh, pornography. Oh,
1: oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And I just love that one quote. The The television television screen screen is... is the retina of the mind's eye. Therefore, the television screen is part of the physical structure of the brain. Therefore, whatever appears on the television screen emerges as raw experience for those who watch it. Therefore, television is reality, and reality is less than television. I just, I just love that quote so much. It was um, very chilling. That is very early on.
0: That's a good, It's a good one. Oh, well, oh, let's. Um, so the the film follows James Woods, who plays uh, Max Red, and we already talked about what he did. He finds a, a signal, like a broadcast signal, that's from they believe is from Malaysia and it's basically just torture porn. That's all it is. Yeah. He thinks it's fake. He grabs uh, what he can from the pirated like uh, broadcast signal. And he's trying to figure out like how he can basically present it and put it on TV. Um, and he's trying to get information because I guess there's a little bit of a, a little bit of him that thinks like he, he thinks for sure it's fake, but I think there's a bit of him that's like, Oh, hopefully this isn't real. You mm. know? And you can yeah. get that transition with James, with Max, I should say. Uh, you can get that transition with Max where at the start, he's definitely like, ooh, this is like, if this is real, this is horrible. But as the film, you know, goes on, you can see that transformation in many ways. Mm-hmm. It's it's quite Absolutely. interesting.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, should mm-hmm. we talk about who else is in the film? Because everybody yeah. does terrifically uh, great acting performances in this film.
1: I think so too. Uh, a lot of these actors I uh, have no experience with at all, but but I I like the the actress who plays uh, Bianca, uh, Sanja Smits, and yep. um, the the guy who finds the source material for Max. Uh, what was his name? Uh, oh, the guy, um, the guy with the glasses. I thought yeah, that was he very calls, interesting,
0: and he calls everybody Patron. Is yes. this right? <laughs> throne right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, Peter Drovsky. Yeah, Drofsky. Yeah. Drofsky.
1: I, I think I think maybe he's my favorite character in the entire movie.
0: <laughs> Everybody does really well with their roles, um, which is like if people didn't do the commitment that they had to these roles justice, uh, I don't feel like the film would have been as good. But because literally every person does a great job in this film, it makes. The believability and the um, reality that the film is giving off. It's just so much more credence than what it ever yeah. should have uh, had. It, it, it's just a billion times more believable, and that's great. I love that.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I agree too. And uh, oh, I'm just seeing here apparently when Max Wren has his helmet on, that is actually played by David Cronenberg.
0: Oh really? <laughs> That's interesting.
1: But uh, but no, yeah, like stellar performance uh, all throughout the board. And uh, this is something I've noticed in the other Cronenberg um, movies I watched. They always do a good good job. I, I like how Cronenberg managed to manages to get the weirdness out of them.
0: Yeah. Oh, Cronenberg's got his own style, something that his sons picked up on and he's followed almost. Well, he's done his own thing, but I mean, it's like yeah. he's trying to take over the Cronenberg image you know which is fine i i've am yeah, completely absolutely. fine
1: absolutely like he's doing the same thing like uh you remember demons that we watched right like right? yeah definitely that that's by Lamberto Bava and he's the son of Mario Bava so they have kind of a similar style as well so yeah definitely there is there's there's definitely some uh some nepotism uh, when it comes to father and son directors
0: you could see the footprint that this film has had on many other films after it when it comes to especially like uh stylized visual effects oh. and like mm. this sort of um e- even when the film is taking from tropes of different films uh with visual effects as well too it's adding its own presence into the mix which is throughout the film culture um, mm-hmm. Has been picked up on and and built upon as well too. Videodrome is given like so much to cinema files. I I think that it's hard to say that this is a bad film in any way. Like even if you don't agree with what you're seeing on the screen and you miss the what the message is about, um, you have to appreciate that with this film. I I know we're all over the place right now with this review. <laughs> I think and I I truly understand that. I could hear it for myself and i think uh, janko can hear it as well too so yeah, we'll try to keep yeah, it but, but, <laughs> a little bit more streamlined but i think it's but
1: important it is kind that of fitting, we talk though, about this yeah it's, it's it is kind of fitting though since it's david cronenberg and yeah like, i'd <laughs> say so embrace the weirdness
0: uh, well getting back with actors i particularly <laughs> love the performance from uh the character barry convex you know the guy who does the uh, who's in charge of the lens place, who's oh, yes. ultimate. Yeah. So, or he's played by Leslie uh, Carlson, who's in a few, he's in um the fly and he's in some other things as well, too, like oh, black right. Christmas and stuff yeah. like that. But I think he does a really good job. Like every time. So this is my second time seeing the film. um, And every time I remember the first time I thinking like, Oh, th- like even this guy's given a really good solid performance. And then uh, I really think with this one, we should probably avoid spoilers because with Videodrome, it's. I, I really want people to go out and watch Videodrome if you can mm. stomach like, and it's not even that bad, really. If you think about it, the, nah, the f- not really. It's not that like bad.
1: It, it is a lot more tame than I actually thought it was, which which is a good thing. Uh, like it 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 uses. Um, um, i'm i may be <laughs> now going jumping ahead again but um but you know yeah no it, it is it isn't as extreme as it sounds like
0: no um, it's not like so like they well, mentioned it...
1: de- like they mentioned snuff and like that is a topic but you don't really see anything uh horribly violent it's not like you're watching um it's not like you're watching sallow or something
0: yeah um which is good. I mean, I, th- I feel like Cronenberg knows what message it's trying to portray, and it's also not trying to be a part of that like problem, in, in a mm-hmm. sense. Because Cronenberg, and I feel this was one of the ideas I had when coming up with this double feature theming, is uh, Janko and I talked about, oh, should we do just a Cronenberg double feature um, which we could have done, but unfortunately, we started telling you guys ahead of time, like, "Oh, we're going to do VHs's kink," <laughs> and it kind of tied <laughs> us to this little like pedestal that we made for ourselves of what we're going to be doing. <laughs> so, if not, I was thinking what we could have done is how Cronenberg has this sort of um, obsession with capturing the public's like deranged appeal for weird, not weird, but like peculiar fetishes mm. and how that's almost like uh something that should be talked about a little bit more and a little bit more freely uh because you you get that in video drum definitely and you also get that in his film crash as well
1: oh okay interesting that's, where uh, i mean so
0: the not- yeah the well i know that's when you haven't watched so with crash it's uh, just a, a film about uh People who have suffered through major car accidents and how, after those events, they're um, left with, for some reason, like a, yeah, they're they're left with, with a sexual desire uh, mm. that came with with the uh, car crashes. And that's like basically the only way they can get off too.
1: I noticed for a fact that you um, you didn't write that movie that that, that highly, but <laughs> I'm looking no, forward to watch it. I f- I, think, um, I think I maybe didn't. I'll
0: i didn't but in uh, it's one of those films where it's like uh at first i was like no, i don't know if i like it as much but i mm. feel like if i watched it again on second viewing it might go up a little bit um okay. i also think it might have been a bit too much for me as where it's, it was it's funny though because with videodrome i totally get it you know like mm. i get it <laughs> from the very start to the very end with crash i didn't totally get it (laughs) and that was one of his (laughs) uh, not his earlier works but it's before videodrome where i think he acquired a taste for like how to tell this sort of story you know Mm -hmm. and i feel like I, i can't say i haven't watched interviews with cronenberg about any of this stuff or videodrome so we're just i'm just going blind with these statements but i feel like he also got a sense of like how to tell that story in a better, uh, a better, more professional manner that is more accessible to, to uh, a, a wider audience.
1: Yeah, no, very true. I, I think so too. That, um, that there there is something. Um, uh, no, absolutely.
0: So with um, Max grabbing the footage, the bootleg footage off of the stolen signal, um, he, starts dating a girl who runs a what it's like she's dj for like a self-help sort of uh that's
1: right like a radio therapist almost
0: yeah that's right yeah correct uh, um and
1: which i kind of i I think that's a weird thing like would you ever like call a radio station to talk well that's deep that's the whole
0: yeah but that's the whole like premise behind uh fraser fraser (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh really okay
0: <laughs> yeah because i love i love frazier i think it's a good sitcom and I, i'm not ashamed to admit that i i quite like frazier um but yeah he he works as a radio psychologist and you just okay. call in and stuff like that so yeah she played she plays the same thing I, I believe it and i think back then that was a thing that you could do just call up a radio uh, probably not anymore today because you know not as many people listen to the radio um yeah
1: true. But I, I guess it also kind of fits in well with this um, with this media nation that this movie portrays. That uh, because as you notice, um, did you notice that like TV is almost a, a drug in this movie?
0: Yeah. Like, uh, no, like- definitely. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole like meaning behind the film and i i'm gonna talk about as much as i can with this film without spoiling it and if i do spoil it i know we shouldn't have to apologize for that it's the film from the 1983 (laughs) yeah and if you haven't seen it by now like i said before just watch it definitely watch Mm -hmm. it because it's one of those films you need to see uh at some point in your life because it's it truly is great, and I mean, The Fly is great, but I would say for Cronenberg's F- sake, like this is probably one of his plateau films. You know, like The Fly mm. is great, and that's a plateau as well. But this is this is like his signature. I, oh, that's yeah. a, that's just Absolutely. a fact.
1: A good, a good example of body horror done well, with also a, a, a good meth, good message.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, so he gets a date with this radio DJ and, uh, she, it's kind of funny because she helps people with her problems, but she's also got, and it's not a problem, but she's got quite the, um, kink when it comes to how she likes to go about <laughs> having sex with her partners uh she likes getting cut and she likes abuse i guess to an extent she likes feeling that pain and a little bit of torture um which is surprising because when uh max hears about this he's this is the part of his like desensitization and him sort of growing into this uh sort of vile sense of Mm. what he's used to you know because it's not a shock to him anymore and when she says that to him he's a little bit taken back from it and he yeah, he wants to like there's a part where she says uh she talks about like her cuts and like she says like cut me right here and james woods gets bothered by it. you can tell he's really bothered by the fact that she already has cuts there and he's like who cut you there you know and it's just because he's he cares about her and he he doesn't understand how someone could do that to someone else in the real world. And it plays with the fact that like the, the tape that he finds, he's so intrigued by it, but he, he's convinced for him, his own sanity that it's fake. No one could really do that to another person. So yeah, true. Um, and then that's where you're left with the story. And then she, eventually you find uh, more with like, him trying to get more stolen broadcasting. He's trying to figure out like where uh, it's coming from and who's responsible for it. So he gets um, his, who, I can't even remember what her name is, but remember she's showing off a new uh, TV show or a new potential show for his station, um, which is like that Roman uh, like yeah. orgy. Oh, that's thing. right.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely a, <laughs> that's. I just want to mention that's definitely a movie I'd watch. <laughs> it's <is> the kind <laughs> of sleazy movies that I enjoy. <laughs> but, but he uh, tells yeah. her, he
0: tells her it's too soft, and that uh, the people right. these days are into something harder, which is almost that whole quote that he says to her is almost just like a a direction, a directional message for the whole film
1: yeah no that's true because uh there's also another scene earlier on when he when he also talks with the board members and they talk about like they watch something on the screen and they also mention something about this being too soft people won't watch this
0: oh yeah the japanese film
1: oh yeah that's right yeah at
0: the very start i've f- <laughs> it was one of very funny with the the little doll and it's just like this wooden penis
1: (laughs) that's right
0: (laughs) it's got like a massive head on it too (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. they're like yeah it's too soft it's too cultural
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh i agree
0: well you know me well you've got a few more points that you want to make so
1: yeah, uh, well, first off, uh, I just want to um, mention the performance by James Woods, because I have to be honest, I'm usually not a huge James Woods fan. I don't think he's very arrogant, but... Uh, he's great
0: in this role. I like yeah, If someone wants to tell me that this is the best role he's ever done, I'd agree with that. I definitely
1: agree. Oh, absolutely. Me too, because he, he works so well with the story, and... And with his iconic voice too, it just fits so well in. Uh, yeah, it does has a, has a punchable face though.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, you really um, hate James Woods? eh? <laughs> I don't feel yeah, that I way don't... about James Woods. I'm fine with him, to be honest. I, I have no no problem with him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably just a very nitpicky uh, feeling that I have, but I don't know. I just it just never, I just never considered, uh, thought he was. Um, He's not one of my favorite actors, at least. But for this movie, he he did an amazing job, and that's something.
0: Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. I mean, well, I, you know I think everybody did a great job in this movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, as the synopsis says, it's or the summary of the film, sorry, is that uh, Max investigates the truth behind Videodrome after the disappearance of his basically... Newest girlfriend because she says that she has a conference and it's in Pittsburgh. And, uh, he recently finds out like, Oh, the broadcast is not coming from, uh, Malaysia. It's coming from Pittsburgh. And she says mm-hmm. that she's going to go audition. And he gets quite upset about this because at this point in the film, the idea that it's real has been told to him already. Um, and he doesn't still believe it, but there's a part of him that's starting to come around to like, this is real and I don't know what I've gotten into and this might be a lot more dangerous than I think I ever should have gotten close to. Um, Mm -hmm. Which leads him to get a little bit more paranoid stuff like that. And he goes out to find out the truth behind Videodrome. And it it all leads back to uh, uh, a different person who played a character named, uh, what was it? It was... Oblivion, but what was his first name? I can't remember what his first name was. Oh, yeah, Brian Oblivion, of course. Yeah, who was played by uh, Jack Creeley. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and oh god, and then after the film just rolls on out <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> super hard because it doesn't get confusing, but it gets deep
1: uh, yeah, down the rabbit does. hole. Like, like you're kind of in. Um max's perspective throughout the entire movie um and i i i think uh, a good job this movie does is you don't really realize when uh, max is like is it in his head or is this really happening and yeah. um like there is a very subtle hint early on when when he slaps uh his uh, secretary yeah yeah and then Oh, Bianca, uh,
0: or his secretary? Is that? The
1: oh, one I. About? Sorry, I. I think it was the secretary.
0: Yeah, um, the one she yeah. was checking out on him. Yeah, that's right.
1: That's right. And then he he says something like, uh, "Oh, I'm sorry, I hit you." And then she says, oh, "You didn't hit me." Yeah. No. That's uh, kind of like a short hint of like uh, some of this stuff isn't really happening.
0: Yeah, because he starts to get hallucinations from the side effects of watching Videodrome, and. Now, I think at this point, I don't want to talk anymore about like a linear story of how the film goes. If you want yep. to check it out, you should check out the story because it gets convoluted. And it's kind of hard to talk about on the podcast without just being like, and then this happens. <laughs> and then this happens, you know? <laughs> <I agree. laughs> so it, with that said, yeah, he, he starts to get hallucinations from Videodrome because that's how it's designed. It's designed to show you... Like certain things that have an effect on your brain, which also in turn leaves you with a a tumor, like a fleshy tumor in your brain. And these hallucinations are so powerful that it basically causes like body dysmorphia. Um, You believe that things are there that aren't there. Things have morphed onto you that are, are, are there, but, you know, are not attached to you or things are being said or people are... It's just everything. Anything that you think of with a hallucination to the extreme... Um, I noticed on my second watch through with this film, though, you can kind of... I don't know if it was on purpose. I feel like it was. But there's moments when the camera will change on a scene, and it's sort of slightly different in its quality. And I, I you could chalk that up to it's just a different camera, like camera A was a slightly different model than camera B, but I mm. doubt it. I feel like that was intentional by David Cronenberg yeah, uh, to show... Yeah, no a state of like yeah well to show a state of like because when it did that like with the tv sets right you had that almost like uh, a more um static film yeah and it kind of did that a little bit when he went into a hallucinated state and when it switched back to real life it was a little bit different but it's so slight like you really have to pay attention I could be completely making this up. It could sound like complete conspiracy theory no, point but of view. It is, a,
1: it is a valid point of interest. I'd, I'd say
0: it it helps you track like when he's really hallucinating, as opposed to when he's uh, in the real world, and because that at the end like becomes a little bit more um, hard to follow. Uh, yeah, even though it's not it's not totally important, but it it, it does become a little bit of a, a questionable situation
1: yeah no absolutely i thought the visual effects were done really well
0: yeah i love the visual effects we we've talked about the visual effects sort of a bit on our very first pilot episode with uh oh, critically yeah, that's, optimistic that's
1: right and no, now i understand what you meant by, <laughs> yeah. uh, that that uh, that screen coming out um yeah and oh, the yeah, videotape
0: but, breathing and stuff like that
1: that's right and like I noticed that it it could have easily been over the top with the effects, but it's it's contained in such a minimalistic way that it it just works so perfectly. And I just I just love that uh, that that pistol that gets phased in his hand effect. Uh, that was,
0: oh yeah, and so that's well. that's a little bit of what I was talking about, where it's taken. Uh, from other films previously, because mm-hmm. I, I feel with all the effects, totally original. With that effect, I, I definitely feel like um, that's been taken a bit from that Tets, Tetsuo, the Iron Man. Is that oh, what it, that film yeah. is?
1: Must be. Uh, there's definitely. I, I haven't yeah. seen
0: that film, but from what I know of the film, that seems like very much uh, something that there- would be in that film.
1: Oh, yeah, there's definitely some influence there, I'm, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely think that as well.
1: I also want to talk a bit about the entire message of the movie. It has this very eerie presence. Uh, like, it's this very TV nation. Television is a drug. I I noticed very early on, uh, there's a scene where um, he tries to meet the guy who, uh, who sends him a videotape. And you see that uh, there are a lot of people here that are in cubicles almost like a rehab center and they're all watching television television I lo- yeah i love that scene very much yeah and, uh, and the, the
0: excuse qu- for that was what was it was to get them to rejoin society or something like that was yeah to stimulate their right. brain to wanting to rejoin society i think it was something like that
1: yeah he says a quote like television is a curse a disease videodrome is to cleanse the filth of the tv
0: yeah so they're nation So they use Videodrome as a way to, you find out later, yada, 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 Videodrome of course is bad and that's no surprise, but it's (laughs) being used more than that. It's being used so that for those people who are sick and depraved, quote unquote, um, and that want to watch this sort of thing, they're... The thing that's bringing down the modern day society and with Videodrome out there on the air for them to easily access they can insert this brain tumor into them and basically kill them off and uh, create a better tomorrow which is what they believe um, and you have kind of get this around the end of the film you kind of get that two clashes between uh, two different opposing forces which is the Videodrome and the new flesh
1: oh yeah and there comes the quote that I've always heard, but never knew where it was from. But damn, what a good quote. Death to
0: Videodrome, long live the new flesh! Yeah, I love that quote too. <laughs> Death to Videodrome, long live the new flesh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's great. I love Videodrome so much. I never, I you know what, it was funny too, because I know I watched it before, so I went looking for my review And I never made a review for it. So this is perfect, the fact that I actually get to make an official review of uh, Videodrome. But let's talk a little bit more about the messaging behind the film because it's apparent to me. I hope it's apparent to you as well, too. We've already touched on a a majority of what it is, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But it is um, that – and I think that's the most appealing thing about this film in general is that Cronenberg wanted to send a message of, like, what we get to see on TV nowadays and what we get to experience through the the eye of the lens can be total filth. And I mean, especially now in uh, modern day age with no, the yeah. internet and you can access, you shouldn't, but you can access things that not safe for life. You know, you shouldn't be looking at. But if mm, you become one of sure. those people where you, you you watch those things and you get desensitized to it in a, a different basis, it takes away a human aspect of yourself. You become something yeah. different. And that's what Cronenberg's truly trying to say here. But mm. he's also trying to say in the same sense, I, I believe there's two parts of him that's trying to say like there is that. And there's also the fact that we should be able to choose what we do and do not want to see um, for ourselves. It shouldn't have mm. to be... It, it, it's We're not... That's not the blight of society of people wanting to watch depraved things because it's an outlet for us not wanting to do that. And to blame, you know, maybe incidents on video games or television is just foolish. It, it's not that. Mm. It's, it's just an outlet. But there's an extent. And I think he's really made it clear as like there's two there there's a silver lining and there's you know you could either not want to have any part of it which is fine that's your own choice and then there's the other part where you're losing that humanity of yourself when you're just mm. you're so far in the deep end that it's got no effect on you then you've got a problem and that's to me anyways you know that's what this film is about
1: yeah no I I think you summed that up quite quite perfectly and uh, it is definitely a movie that is way ahead of its time <clears throat> yeah i'd say so def- yeah def- definitely considering <clears throat> considering if you think of uh, media today and how uh, like like you still have a you still have some censor today but th- it's definitely gone a long way where violence and filth is much more appreciated um does does that make sense <laughs>
0: yeah no um, no it, it definitely yeah. makes sense i am I was just listening to what you had to say, but yeah, you're right. And I, it, I mean, the things with like a live leak online being completely closed down, which is, I, people are going to hate me for, yeah, I, it's a good thing. That's what I think too. It's a good thing that that stuff isn't easily accessible. People will definitely disagree with me on that and that's fine, but that's just what I believe. And I, I, I'm on the camp that there's some things you just probably shouldn't see. Uh, on your own free will, you know. I, yeah, I think that absolutely. if you see them in real life, it's a different triggering effect. When it's not on the sc- when it's not on screen, when you see it in real life, it, uh, even for the people who watch it on the screen all the time, see it in real life, mm-hmm. it's going to have a different effect on you. But it, it, you shouldn't ha- you shouldn't be seeking it. I, I truly believe you shouldn't be seeking it, and that's why we have film, and uh, like that's why we have that's horror right. films. That's the attraction is because we all have that pent up. Uh, need to see like this violence but no one wants to see the real thing and that's the great thing about it is you always know that there is this ungenuineness to it it's like Mm -hmm. it's show and tell it's play it's uh nothing but smoke and mirrors you know it's it's you you know it as an audience member but you can absorb it uh as an individual easily because your conscience is like that's that's fake and yeah that's the great thing and that that's something that videodrome definitely tackles too with with uh max you know at the start we we've already touched on this but at the start he he thinks it's fake and that part of him that thinks it's fake is completely on board with what it is but as soon as he has that middle ground of like this is real he starts getting truly upset about it and
1: uh yeah
0: but yeah, but then he absorbs himself in point. it more, and he, he loses what uh, effect it, it ever even had on him.
1: Absolutely, that's <sighs> but, uh, that's a that's just a very good 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 point you you said there. I might be a little bit of a. I mean no nah, nah, I wouldn't say I'm that uh, such a hypocrite like I I watch a lot of this filth but I
0: uh, <laughs> yeah I was just going to say yeah, you're you're uh, on the different camp than I am but I mean <laughs> you can but, stomach but, a lot more than I can too
1: I mean yeah and I I always know know that it's a movie um like uh, like the slogan for uh, last house on the left uh uh when you're watching this movie uh just repeat yourself this is only a movie this is only a movie this is only a movie and uh that's what I think with every movie i watch um uh some of them are very much on the extreme level, mind you but yeah but uh, it's yeah it, it's uh, it's i like dark stories and um yeah i i, I never if it's something truly horrific, I'll, of course, turn it off. Uh, well, how
0: did you feel about the stomach vagina? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, it. I noticed that, too. That was, was like, very... Um, <laughs> yeah. um, that was very interesting. <laughs> I mean,
0: <it> is, uh, <laughs> I don't know if David Cronenberg had to shout out like the fetish that is the VHS uh you know and the the sex uh depraved like um, things we can see on it but yeah it
1: is another symbolism of how video is a fetish and
0: um it is yeah it it really is how there's this like disconnect in the brain of what what you're seeing on porn Mm. it's another the whole other topic that we really didn't even talk about but anyone who watches the film can see is like there is a clear message of like pornography and the desensitization of like what could sexually arouse you after, you know, because you watch this stuff and uh, it becomes like, I can't do anything unless it's this depraved crap that I've uh, somehow, yeah. <laughs> which has actually become a whole other topic. That I don't even want to get into which is a true thing of what modern day uh, or younger generations, I should say, are having a problem with because they're watching mm. things online that are too abrasive that is so far from what um, sex is in in real life that oh, it's yeah. becoming more and more of a it's a problem because it's not real and no,
1: yeah true it becomes an addiction at, mm. at some point and then and then it basically you want more and more of that and then it just turns into, into this extreme depravity
0: but uh yeah the vagina stomach is the uh,
1: that's th- <laughs> i also loved i also loved the tv screen bdsm session too <laughs> how, did you, how did you how did
0: you feel about the way um without spoiling it how did you feel about the way that barry guy dies at the end oh well that's a bit of a spoiler but who cares how did you feel about that like the way because uh, he you know he's on stage and then max oh, goes yeah. yeah
1: yeah that was that was interesting uh i i uh, honestly, though, I thought the movie lost me a little bit uh, when Max um, does that thing in the end. Yeah, uh,
0: well, let's because we've, I think we've dis- dissected this film enough. Um, do you want to yeah. talk about just a little bit of the ending without spoiling it? Yeah. And then we'll talk about our ratings and how we really feel about it. And then we'll go on to our next one.
1: Yeah, no, uh, that sounds good. I just, uh, it just felt so unnecessary um do you think it was unnecessary
0: Uh, because one thing with the uh, trivia uh, is that uh, i'll I'll, I'll might as well do this trivia now is that there were three endings made for this film um i'm not sure what all the endings are and i I wonder if they're out there i'm not sure we should should take a look look after this uh yeah we should take a look after we're done doing this but uh the one they went with is the ones that one that james woods wanted to do so there's that um, but, uh, I I I don't mind the ending. I think it's a little bit good in the sense. Uh, was, my English doesn't time. seem like it's that great. When I... it was good,
1: <laughs> no, that that's okay. <laughs> no, but it kind of felt like um, the best way to explain this is like it. I jived with the entire movie until the like the last couple of minutes and then it like turns into this like action movie almost and it's like it just felt so different than what the movie actually was what the movie was actually trying to portray.
0: Yeah, it's it, the ending is the ending is not as effective as the rest of the whole film is for me. Mm. But it's still good, like you know, he's he's affected by the hallucinations and of this disconnect between reality and television, and it it shows because you know he's sees he sees that vision, and then we see it again at the end. Yeah. And it, uh, to me, it's just a, a a rehashing of like, you know, you have to be careful with your the differences between you know, what we choose to watch as entertainment and what truly is uh reality. There, there's two yeah. different sides there. And to blur those lines can, can be difficult, but you, you, you just mm. have to make sure that you do. And, and if I'm missing the point, or if uh, as an audience member, you're listening to us say this and you're like, I don't think that at all about this film. That's <laughs> fine. Tell us what yeah. you think. Cause we'd love to yeah, know, please. but absolutely it's, to me, that's that's what it was about. I, I think, and I, I also I think, think it was. I think, yeah. I think it was Max's yeah. way of. Well, it was Cronenberg's way of ending the f- film. Like this is a possible way to end a film, and I think it was Max's way of like ending a cycle. You know.
1: No. Yeah. No. Definitely. And I, I think we both uh, understand the, the movie uh, uh, similar. Uh, I think we both got the message and what it's trying to say. And it is a, a very unique special film. And um, it's just, yeah. No, I'm, I'm very glad that I finally watched it. <clears throat> well, it is definitely one I need for my collection.
0: Let's talk about uh, trivia, and then we'll do our ratings for the film. Yes. Let's talk about the fact that there were three... No, I'm just kidding. We, we were talking about that fact. <laughs> but... <laughs> um, no, this one was interesting. So the guy who played the Japanese porn dealer for lack of better words uh david to boshi uh or tobushi you know i'm not Japanese I'm not gonna say <laughs> anything about that david whatever uh who appears briefly as the japanese porn dealer um he yeah. later becomes the minister in the ontario provincial government which i mean i'm from ontario and i did de- de- oh. never knew that that's interesting that's a weird well, that thing is, that is pretty interesting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing for like <laughs> the guy to be a part of but okay <laughs> um there's another thing where they wanted it's a deleted scene that or it's not even deleted, it never got made, but they wanted to have a part where Max was hallucinating that his TV was rising out of the tub. And apparently they spent a lot of time trying to figure out how they can have this TV rise out of the water um, and be playing something on, on the television at the same time. And apparently they f- they found a solution after lots of attempts, but they also found that if you make a TV waterproof... It just floats, so it screwed up the whole thing <laughs> because they couldn't Whoa. push it down. It just kept floating, so they just scrapped it all entirely.
1: <laughs> wow!
0: Um, and the majority of the trailer that you guys would have heard at the beginning of this, that uh, the intro of this film, it, most of it, or like I said, the majority of it, was done with a Commodore 64, which is pretty cool.
1: Oh yeah, that is that is interesting.
0: That's basically it. There's something about how Civic TV is kind of a mirror of City TV, which is a channel we have in Ontario or Canada. Mm. Um, and I, I know this for a fact as a kid that uh, City TV used to play like softcore porn really late at night. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of what they they play on with this film. Uh, and I don't ha- – once again, <laughs> this film was filmed in Canada – Uh, in Toronto but that's that's a given when it comes to Cronenberg because he's a Canadian uh, he is Canadian and he's done many of his films in Canada because he's a proud Canadian just like uh, I am too so
1: yeah nice very nice
0: (laughs) what did you think of the film what uh, was your ultimate rating
1: I loved it I'll give it four and a half stars uh I would have given it five stars, but the end kind of ruined it a little bit for me. But not by much, mind you. But uh, but but still, I'd like. I would have liked it to end a bit differently. Yeah, but, um,
0: I, I think that's similar to what because I was looking at what I rated it before, and I also had it at four and a half. And I think I'm gonna keep it at four and a half. I there's a part of me that really just wants to give it the five. And I think maybe, I don't know, but I, hearing you say, because I think I was going to go, if you went five, I I, I was going to copy you <laughs> and just say, yeah, five stars. But since you said four and a half, it makes me more sure that my first rating was the, how I felt about it.
1: Mm, and it's uh, yeah.
0: probably yeah. stupid to say that I needed someone else to do that for me, but
1: I, th- nah, I think that's no, not nice. at all. I I oftentimes uh, consider that as well, uh, where it's like, what do I actually rate this? I, uh, what do other people rate this? Oh, they rated four. Well, I I feel the same way. Like I'm I'm usually not a fan of the um, the sheeple mentality where you you rate everything just based on what, what everybody else does. It. Yeah. But uh, to some movies, I find it a bit hard to give an honest rating myself. So, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, there's no no shame in that.
0: Yeah, for the same reason, I'd say that uh, with the ending and coming up to the end, uh, it's about it's about the same for me. Uh, mm. For what I I have a trouble with, and it's not it's not mm-hmm. that right. the film isn't good, and it didn't have a solid ending it's just I think um, I'll especially hearing that there are three endings out there you know it's sort of that thing with like it's sort of that thing with uh little shop of horrors for instance the, oh. the ending that everybody got in the theater no one liked that but the true ending that uh oh no was it the theater ending with blue I can't remember but all I know is that there's two endings of that film one is terrible and one the other one's just perfect. And it really goes to show how you can make such a big difference. And I, it makes me curious. It's oh, like, yeah, are the absolutely. other endings, would that make it the five stars, you know? And I think that's what holds me back. and give you the, the perfect uh, score, but I mean, four, four and a half still super high.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah. No, like, no, I, I think it's very fair rating. Um, like it's, I, I give most stuff. I love a four and a half. Like, um, Mostly if I give it a five stars, mostly mostly that I have a nostalgic feeling towards it or it did the extra edge where I think, okay, yes, this deserves the five stars. But but still, uh, having said that, four and a half is still um, a pretty good rating.
0: Uh, another thing that we should mention before we go on to the next film is that Videodrome's composer was uh, Howard Shore.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Who's done countless...
1: Oh, yeah, he did did Lord of the Rings.
0: Yeah, Lord of the Rings, Seven, Silence of the Lambs. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. So that's... Because I know for a fact that with this film, I liked the score on it. It it suits it, it amplifies the scenes when it needs to, and it does a heck of a good job.
1: Um, Very good recommendation, and... um love this film <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm super happy
0: yeah I, well I know you enough <laughs> but yeah. video drum's a, a good film but hey this is a double feature let's talk oh, yeah. about the other film that we had set up for this I usually do this with a pun and I cannot think of one right now <laughs> but um you know what let's just change the channel to a different broadcast signal because uh we oh. might get an intrusion into our next <laughs> film anyways
1: Nice. Oh, that worked perfectly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: broadcast signal intrusion.
1: Who was responsible for last night's act of video piracy? These video pirates managed to briefly override broadcast signal. The incident the- is now under investigation by the FCC. <laughs> <laughs> What was that
0: with this film it's about uh we should say that this film was made recently uh it's on rent yeah. like uh, it's you rent it and um it was made I don't know I know it's a 2021 film but it's the most recent film I think we've had on this show apart from like home sweet home alone.
1: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right.
0: I think I would say even this one's even more recent, just for the simple fact that it's like so hard to find at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah, Broadcast Signal Intrusion is about... It, well, it's based in the 90s. Uh, a video archivist unearths a series of sinister pirate broadcasts and becomes obsessed with uncovering the dark conspiracy be- behind them. Uh, very similar to Videodrome in sound, like with its summary, but very different film for for true. For mm. And it's suitable because this guy in the film is he has this f- fetishized need for the camera and it revolves around the death of his wife, right? If I yeah, recall,
1: that's yeah, why, yeah, you're right.
0: Um, more so, but the the film revolves around uh this guy, what's his name, James, who's played by yeah. Harry Shum Jr., who's I don't know him. I I think he was in a TV show that's really popular. I I believe. Okay. I I I yeah. can't remember, but um, he was in Crazy Rich Asian, which I know people
1: okay, yeah no I, I I don't have any familiarity with him either um, <laughs> sorry was-
0: uh yeah he so he works as a video archivist and he is basically doing this job he's dealing with he's still dealing with the grief and loss of his uh wife that happened probably mm. quite a long time ago, I guess right like ten years ago yeah.
1: Or yeah. earlier
0: than that. Something is, is quite a while ago anyways. And anyways, while he's at his job, uh, I think his job is archiving videos, but he's basically taking VHS tapes and turning them into DVDs, I believe, which is in the 90s that would be a new format.
1: Mm, that's true, yeah.
0: Um, And he's given the task of like, oh, you got to do this one job. And so while he's watching this video, uh he sees that the signal is interrupted and it's this this pirate broadcast that takes over the regular station and it's just of like a, a man a robotic mannequin saying nothing but like screeches and lots of you know horror sounds basically and uh he becomes obsessed with like what this is and what it's about um and then, as the film goes on, his obsession turns into like a conspiracy obsession, and it leads him down a rabbit hole that he believes is connected to his uh, wife. I believe he doesn't particularly state that in the film, but you could tell that that is the fuel for his obsession.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. He's,
0: he's trying to get some sort of closure out of it. Um. Well, what, what did you think of the film?
1: Uh, I. I thought it, I thought it opened uh, solidly. Um, I thought it had an interesting uh, presence. Um, the whole videography archivist uh, theme of the film I loved, but I, I, I didn't, I didn't. L- I didn't really love this movie as much. I think the the synopsis fooled me to thinking this would be something great, but uh, yeah, it just was a bit of a letdown. Um,
0: yeah, i i like I think I, li- I enjoyed it more than you did. Um, let's just talk about where this film gets its inspiration from, because I believe like oh, yeah. by talking about this, we'll talk about the film a little bit more. But it's very clear. So this film is brand new. If you want to watch it. Uh, watch it with a double feature. Um, if it's not part of the double feature in you watching this film, I'd say take it or leave it. It's your choice. Uh, mm-hmm. but uh, with it paired with Videodrome, I think it goes pretty well. This film is deeply inspired, right? Writer-wise, and uh, what they do with the script by the real incident, which is the Max Headroom incident. Um, and for those yeah. who are unfamiliar with the Max Headroom incident, it was verbatim basically what the script of this movie is about. In, so this film is based in Chicago, and where the real incident happened that it's loosely based off of, I shouldn't even use the word loosely because it basically <laughs> is, is oh, also yeah. in Chicago. So they share the same places, they share basically the same year, which is 1987. Uh, this one is done in the 90s but the incident uh, is in the film is probably actually around 1987 so they might have even used the year too
1: yeah i think so i think you have some truth there
0: um, um so what happened in the max hedrum signal hijacking which is something that happened in real life is
1: yeah or uh, two it happened at two it happened at two times the same day once during um a news broadcast and another one during a, a re, re-airing of uh, of a Doctor Who episode. That's right, yeah.
0: And there's only archived footage of the one incident, which is the uh, Doctor Who episode, I believe.
1: That's right, yeah. And it's, I, I don't, did the person responsible ever get caught? No, they never did. No?
0: Uh, but it does lead me into more of what the story is, does it's so crazy because i believe this person Mm. honestly who wrote the script was obsessed with the real incident because they've got a lot of information that i've the only reason i know that they have this information is i too i wasn't obsessed with it but i i did like one night as uh something just for fun i looked up and found as much information as i could about the incident and this person obviously did the same thing too because they included it all in the script there but yeah so with the only big differences, which is interesting is the signal that the is in the movie doesn't represent the Max headroom incident because on the surface the Max head, headroom incident is bizarre but it's not creepy and this is a horror no. film and so it, he went with a different Creepy incident on the internet, which is a YouTube video someone uploaded about. And I don't quote me on this. Jar Jar and I were trying to figure out the details on this film because I I remember hearing about it a long, long time ago, but I don't truly know everything about it. But he used a different video on his movie. This is so confusing now. I believe, like just hearing it out of my <laughs> mouth. But he used a different youtube video that's has no background no one knows anything about it that's just called i feel fantastic and it's literally just this mannequin or like robotic mannequin uh with a wig on and a, a sweater and it sings about i feel fantastic uses these things, uh, mashes them together, and creates a story in the film. Um, But with Max Headroom and the film, there's so much similarities. Um, I'm going to go into more of those similarities a little bit later, I think, because we've got to talk about the film a little bit more before we can get into the other similarity that's quite... I didn't think he was going to go that far into, personally. And that's what surprised me the most
1: yeah no yeah no me too like that is that is definitely the selling point of this movie um <clears throat> because i <clears throat> because i I just love i just find the the whole incident very fascinating the max headroom incident and it is a creepy thing that happened uh but um yeah the story uh i thought it was pretty so-and-so
0: yeah i would um, say the story had me hooked enough to be like because right away I was like right away I was like oh this is like the max headroom incident and I, I was thinking yeah. <laughs> well I guess this is just what the movie is going to be about and I was sort of like you know what sure okay why not let's do this but everything else was like the acting was subpar I mm.
1: everything yeah, that,
0: the acting wasn't <laughs> terrible but it wasn't it, compared to like video drum for instance it's it was nothing to really yeah. brag about Um, I Did think it, Oh, go on
1: I get it no, I, w- I was just gonna add on what you just said. Like it, it is an interesting movie, sure, but it it, it just doesn't feel unique. Uh, it feels like something that's been done many times before. Like it, it actually feels very similar to um, to the other movie we were actually supposed we were first planning to watch. Uh, yes, censor. Same, same same problems, and it, like it has some cool camera shots, but. I'm just not a fan of the way the movie is cut and, yeah, the, cut, I... and the cuts or transitions are just so very abrupt that, uh, that, uh, like what, why did they decide to edit it this way?
0: Yeah, it's, it, it's fine for what it was, but it's nothing that mm-hmm. you're going to really like remember. Or be like, in the future, it's it's not going to be a, a film that you come back to. I think it's one of those films where you, you watch it once and I don't think you're ever going to touch it again. Um, yeah. Unless it's paired with a great double feature, which we did. But, <laughs>
1: yeah, true. <laughs> um, but it, 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 yeah. like it, <laughs> there are, One
0: thing I did like about the film is the score it had attached to it. Oh, yeah. Um, which was a very dark jazz. And I, I thought it it amplified the story anyways because there's sort of like this detective um
1: yeah, it, perseverance it's kind that, of like a, uh, like a yeah, it's kind of like a noirish a little bit to it I, a little agree, bit yeah. yeah
0: and uh the and, yeah the composer knew what he was doing with it i i believe hmm. personally that it was No, yeah quite nice. i agree
1: i i, I took uh, i took a note of it as well that the music was good uh, at times and um, yeah, I thought it it fit in the story pretty well, um, but the, but the entire movie in its in its entirety kind of feels like an X Files episode, a yeah. bad X Files episode.
0: <laughs> it's funny, be you're right because the the film itself like is unremarkably shot. It's I shouldn't say it's bad because it's not bad. It like it's it looks fine. You know, it's yeah. not like it's not shot like a bad B movie or anything like that. It, it looks like it's shot decently well. Um, you well, you could argue that it's like a a high budget B movie, but um, yeah, it's sound design though. Even like I I was just talking about the music, but even it's sound design, I I quite liked. I remember writing that mm. down, saying like the sound design in this film is good. Yeah, it, it's quite good.
1: I, that's right. I took a note of that as well. And uh, that that is definitely a, a high note of this movie. Uh, not a high note, but a <clears throat> but it, it's it's um, it's a good thing about this movie.
0: So with uh, the story, the guy goes into well, he he goes into this basically like he ignores his job. He just tries to dive into the deep end with uh, every little bit of morsel of information he can get, and he dissects into it. And he goes to a is it, a, is it a lawyer that's attached yeah. cuz he goes on those online forms and he gets a name oh. and he gets in contact with that older gentleman but is i couldn't figure out if he was like a yeah. professor or a lawyer i think he was a lawyer
1: yeah you, you might be right that does that does seem um seem true uh, i i don't remember
0: that, why he was attached to the stuff but he uh, was yeah. and then he he tells the main character james I've already forgotten the name. I believe it's James. Um, <laughs> that the FBI has looked into it and the case basically nothing ever pre- persisted with it. One thing that bothered me with this film is eventually, like, you learn they get further with, like, he, James gets further with this than the FBI ever did. That bothers me <laughs> it's because <Yeah>. it's like, <laughs> you're just this guy. <laughs> it's like, you're telling me that the FBI couldn't get further that and the main thing that he got further with was like it wasn't even anything crazy it was like it was just like there was um uh what was it it was uh, a morse code that's what it was morse oh, code yeah. And yeah. that led to right. a phone number and it's like you're telling me that the FBI wouldn't recognize that <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem right that at definitely all.
1: It's something. That is definitely something they would, would be able to solve.
0: It's Probably the biggest thing that took me out of the film is is like you could have made it so that it was like something that really he only could understand by being a person that's obsessed with uh film equipment and filming is like, "Oh, I realize like uh anything. You know anything that maybe the mm-hmm. FBI is just super not familiar with yet but you 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 chose morse code which even the main character didn't know anything about it's yeah. like <laughs> it just seemed so stupid um yeah so there was that um i, I wrote this down <laughs> i wanted your opinion on it you know how when he goes down to like that whatever that weird the basement the stor- store sh- is yeah and that yeah, east the storage place yeah the east Indi- no not the storage place but the east indian oh. guy at the bottom he gives him that envelope he's like if you want to know oh. the files Right. i don't think i don't know if he was east indian i'm sorry if i offended anyone with that but did she i wrote down here i wrote down the mystery guy with the film files seems like an east indian jeff goldblum
1: (laughs) yeah yeah you're absolutely right (laughs) he does look like jeff goldblum
0: (laughs) a little bit yeah I, I thought that was funny. It's just like we get him no matter what in this podcast, <laughs> right?
1: Different versions of him. Yeah. Oh, uh, did I, you? F- I, I thought.
0: Oh, go on, go on. I I do have another point that I did want to bring up. Go on.
1: Yeah. No, th- these are really huge points, but there are two that I note that I wrote down. There are two very stupid moments in this uh, movie. There's one scene where his neighbor knocks on the door, and they says, "There's a phone call for you," and I noticed that he didn't return the phone um, to the guy. He just (laughs) took it with him inside and he just put it down.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then there's also the thing, too, where later in the film, he's back in his apartment and the phone rings. And it's not that phone. It's a different phone, even though earlier in the film, he claims he destroyed his phone.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: That really bothered me because it's like, well, where the fuck did this phone come from? <laughs> you know, also,
1: that also that stupid slow mo throat cutting scene. I hated that scene.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is that too. Um, one thing I wanted to say was, did you find that the actor who played the main character? Did you find that he tried to play it like Kiana plays his role in The Matrix?
1: Oh yeah, I kind of got that uh, that same connection.
0: It's like he uh, misread what the movie was going for almost like it yeah. is it wasn't a bad fit but it it seemed a little off
1: yeah yeah no I wrote down that the acting is very robotic and uh, that there's nothing natural about it especially that woman um oh she the, act the stalker her way out girl paperback yeah <laughs> that
0: the made no sense she's she's just so from the beginning of the film there's this girl that's you see her like from a distance and he she's following the lead and then you you think like oh there's gonna be a bigger plot here and then eventually like he confronts her about it at a bar and she's just like i just like to stalk people and you're just like yeah what <laughs> like you just admit <laughs> what that is- what the hell was <laughs> this <is> so weird
1: <laughs> then she's basically uh
0: She's a plot device. (laughs) She's not even a character. She's a plot device. She's
1: definitely a plot device. (laughs) Like, uh, makes him take free shots just so that he gets a bit loosey-goosey.
0: Yeah. So, uh, with that said, let's start talking about... They go go to this storage unit after they figure out the Morse code, or she figures out the Morse code. And then the storage unit person gets a phone call? and says, you can have the information about the guy who owns the storage unit. I yeah. don't know why. There's a lot of moments in that this film where it's just like, why? Like, yeah. could you be a little bit more specific? And uh, yeah. it's not even like...
1: It's very confusing, I agree.
0: Like, sometimes with films, you have to be careful of like giving too much information, but in this film, you're just like, well, why? I don't... Why? Did, why? <laughs> like, it didn't yeah. really make sense. And some of the things... Are like, oh my god! I'm, I'm tripping over my own tongue here because the conspiracy that the film tries to give off is not—it's not even a conspiracy because none of these things really connect.
1: No, they don't.
0: And maybe it's that's the point of the film. I'm not sure, story. but it didn't work really. Um,
1: no, it didn't—not at all.
0: No, um, but yeah. So they go to this uh, guy's place, or no, they go to the post office, and then they wait for the owner to go to pick up his mail or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. And then they get right, there. And they follow him. Yeah. And then they get there. And then the actor from the TV show, this is us. Uh, this is a show my wife watches. So I, I knew right away. I was like, Oh, that's oh. that guy. <laughs> um, he's like, follow me in my truck and I'll tell you everything you want to know. <laughs> and so they're like, okay, this sounds fine. <laughs> Even though they could be murdered. So they just go, and they're completely creeped out, and he leads them to the basement. They keep hearing some stuff above. And anyways, he tells this story, and this is where I wanted to talk about the real incident again, the Max Headroom incident, because in in with the Max Headroom incident, there is on 4chan, and I know it's not the most reliable source, but this person gave a lot of information. He claims that he was part of the Max Headroom incident. Signal hijacking.
1: Does and he specifically say that in the movie?
0: No, but the story that that guy gives off about him being really good oh, with oh, broadcasting right. and stuff like that is similar to the one that's on the form post in real life.
1: Oh, okay, right. I like,
0: understand. it's yeah. changed a lot, but it's, it's like, if you look at both of them side by side, you can see the connections of, like, where oh. he, he drew from. Because the real one is, like, I'm, I'm going to keep it short because it's a super long story, but the guy becomes friends with like these uh weird, like sort of group of friends in Chicago, and one of the, the group of friends has this brother who's like a little bit on the spectrum, and he's really, really intelligent with broadcast signals and all like that TV signal stuff. Like it's just a hobby of his. And yeah. one day, as a joke, they've and much like the movie, they think it'd be really funny to hijack a station and just they had a max Headroom mask and they just had stuff around and they're just like they just wanted to goof off so that's what they did yeah and then you could get that connection with what that guy says
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely but the only way to learn I'll get you a hot drink mate you can jesus <laughs> I don't know why my
0: my nose got really stuffy. I don't have no fucking idea why.
1: Huh, that's weird.
0: (laughs) We're almost done, anyways. Um, I think I gotta sneeze.
1: Okay, (laughs) everything all at once. Wow, that that sounded violent. Okay, I think I hear a a, a song remix in the making.
0: <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start back up. Uh, so the similarities between the two stories are are clear as day, and like you could tell that this guy he drew that inspiration um, and. That's basically all I want to say with that is mm. that that's where my interest came with this movie was like how he he took that and made it into a script, which uh, kudos. I mean, he, yeah. he made a interesting enough script for me to be like, oh, I, uh, this is kind of cool, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is cool. But the execution could have, uh, the execution was very poorly though. Uh, uh like uh, it, it could have it could have done a lot better. Um, like as as just looking at the movie alone, uh, taking away taking aside the uh, max headroom stuff, it's just a very average, a below average movie to me.
0: Um, well, let's uh, let's talk about the ending and then let's do our trivia and uh, uh, ratings of the film. I, I don't I do not believe I have much else to say about this film just for the simple fact that it's like we've we've uh, clicked a lot of my boxes here with the film. Also I want to talk about how these two films kind of relate with each other a little bit more. Um but yeah, yeah let's do uh the ending. Do you want to you want to talk about it a bit?
1: Yeah, I don't remember too much of it. It was he basically uh made the uh, the guy read uh read on the list right uh, about that he's the guy who did it
0: yeah so he i can't remember i you know what i can't remember either much
1: yeah
0: it's like he figured out where this guy's place was because the girl that he had with him one day and this is a weird thing too they were in the hotel they hear that story from the guy and mm-hmm. she's like this is it like that's the truth i guess there's no conclusion and the main character doesn't really want to believe it and Mm -hmm. in the morning she's gone and there's like shit all over the place but he got really drunk and i guess he just assumes that while he was drunk he was just made a mess and she's gone what really bothers me is out of all of this stuff that he's been looking up he's not worried about her at all you know, like no. not worried or that she was taken or something like that. She, he just goes back to his normal life. At that point, you're like, <laughs> with the story, I don't know. It's it's weird because the story, or sorry, the director um, doesn't give any indication that this guy is no, losing the plot no. that much. You know, like it, they show he's kind of losing it a bit, but not to a sense where he doesn't care consciously yeah. about other people.
1: That's true. That's very true.
0: Um, so yeah, he goes to this guy's place and he figures out who the killer is. And I don't know the film's very the film's very like vague about if it's the truth or not, I'd say. Hmm. Because you don't know if this is a place that he found and the the guy's just an innocent bystander, but also the guy seems unhinged as well too, you know? Yeah. It It's very confusing as to what the film was trying to go for. And if it was trying to be like, like, Oh, we leave like kind of like a situation of leave it up to the audience's opinion. But to me, it was so clear cut that it wasn't enough of like well i guess he's cri- you know like it didn't make sense
1: mm-hmm. it didn't no
0: but yeah i don't know what do you, what do you want to add to it so
1: i uh, no i think you said i think you said everything that's worth mentioning <laughs> well but one, i don't have anything else to add to that
0: one thing that's worth mentioning is yeah. when he does confront that guy for the first time one of my favorite not i wouldn't say my favorite but a country song i really like is playing in the background and as well as my old computer i owned in the early 2000s which contained windows vista on it is also in the same scene
1: so (laughs) cool
0: yeah that's that's video uh or sorry not video drum that's broadcast signal intrusion (laughs) in a nutshell brought to you by critical optimistic
1: you're welcome. No, you don't need to watch it.
0: <laughs> do you want to do uh <laughs> um, trivia? Yeah. Methods? Yeah. I, I,
1: there's still some, I mean, we've already talked about this, but uh, I mean, yeah, obviously uh, Max Headroom was an inspiration. Uh, in the, in the movie, they mentioned two fictional TV shows uh, and they're referencing Doctor Who and another pro- program. Uh, also uh, the film also mentions a Florida intrusion uh, by the night night pirate and that is actually a reference to a different uh, broadcast intrusion that happened that happened uh, on a HBO uh, program uh, called the Falcon and the Snowman uh, where it was basically um, a, a test pattern overlaid with text complaining about HBO's pricing. And I have heard of that intrusion before. Yeah, I think I have uh, too as well. Yeah, this happened in uh, 86, so one year before Max Headroom. And um, uh, also the look of the intrusion video Android is an oddly... Uh, in, in the proportionate Room was copied from the early 2000s internet videos of Terra the android is that the same
0: maybe it is the same as the i feel fantastic um that might that might be i'll look it up really quick while uh you give us your takeaway on the film because i guess you're done with the trivia yeah <clears throat> no
1: yeah no you're right uh yeah no <clears throat> I, I i i didn't like the movie um there were some good moments. Uh, I liked the music, but there was stellar sound design, but it, and and the the background of the film, what it was inspired by, and um, the whole the whole Max Headroom thing, uh, I I love that. Uh, I I I yearn for stuff like that, but uh, it was just a very poor execution. It was it was very um, lazy. Horrible acting. Um, I uh, <clears throat> I don't think I'll ever watch it again. That's for sure. What would you uh, um,
0: give it out of five stars?
1: In initially, I thought, but having talked more about it, uh, I think I'll give it a two.
0: Two? Eh. Okay.
1: Yeah. What about you?
0: Well, I thought I thought the film was interesting enough, where it kept my interest to know how the story was going to play out, but ultimately with the ending and it's vague, like not knowing which way or which lane it wanted to stay in. Um hmm. I feel very similar to the way you did. Surprise, surprise. Uh oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But I think I, I would rate it a bit higher than you did just for the simple fact that uh, I didn't, not enjoy myself uh i'd probably mm. what did you say you give it, it as is two stars for you I.
1: two two stars yeah
0: <laughs> i'd probably just go two and a half not not much higher than what, what you did but no, two but, two and a half is uh, a yeah.
1: average film for me so yeah uh let's
0: and, uh, oh yeah, so it
1: turns out that uh, the i feel fantastic video is actually Terra the android uh, so, android so, yeah, yeah so, i saw that as well yeah so that is definitely an also uh, Good, good find that we uh, both realized that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it just shows that we've also got no life like this guy. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should make signal broadcast intrusion too. We <laughs>
0: can do a better job. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, so let's before we we end the show, uh, let's talk about the. Uh, Connection that these two films have with each other. So the VHS is is a kink. Uh, We already talked about it a lot with Videodrome, but how Broadcast connects into that path is that the main character he's got his life revolves around video. Uh, Even when he was before his wife died, it revolved around video, and he doesn't fetishize as much as. james woods does in uh video but he mm, true looks the same way at reality through that that thick lens you know
1: yeah yeah and, no absolutely
0: and his life is not memorized in his mind but rather on videotape which is i i think close enough to to say that these films are connected in that way where it's become more of a, f- a fetish <clears throat> as opposed to uh a hobby or anything like that
1: yeah no uh, yeah and like it's obviously it's going to be hard to um to um obviously it's, it's going to be hard to uh perfectly um perfectly uh, pair a movie with Videodrome that is as masterful as it is but given the circumstance that it, it, it does fit well um Considering the theme and uh, the videography, and how the both two main characters, as you mentioned, uh, both work in video. Um, yeah. yeah I'm, 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 I, I I like uh, even though I hated the the second film, uh, I still enjoyed I still enjoyed the, still enjoyed the <clears throat> double feature we uh, chose for this. Like it it works. Um, it it was. Um, like it, it's a very <laughs> it's a very heavy scale on the, on the, the first movie like it, uh, it definitely outweighs uh, signal broadcast intrusion but <clears throat> still they, they fit well together
0: i i totally agree with you um yeah so that was uh vhs as a kink the double feature um yeah. and we're about to sign off but before we do let's just reiterate that you as an audience member you're great we love you and we just hope you subscribe so you can keep getting more of us if you need us and uh we want to be able to hear you so go to our twitter and let us know what you think um sorry i'm really stuffed up in, in the process of doing this show i got like
1: clogged the heck up i don't know what the hell happened wow <laughs> hope it's not another cold
0: I don't know. Well, I'm actually just getting over a cold, and I got my booster shot, <laughs> like, literally oh, okay. yesterday, so maybe that's it.
1: But oh, wow. Oh, it could be.
0: <laughs> sorry
1: for my sniffing.
0: But, yeah, so the next episode we're going to do in February is...
1: So, uh, our wives' vibes choice.
0: Yeah, so it's not really a double feature theme, as... It is a theme, but... It's going to be my birthday as well as uh, Jago's birthday in February, so we thought it'd be clever that uh, as a way of uh, birthday gift, uh, both our wives get to pick. Of the film that we do for that month. So look forward to that. Yeah, that will be fun. It, it will be fun. To do <laughs> that as well. Probably <laughs> going to be two animated movies, but hey, it's going to be
1: fun. Oh. <laughs> sure hope not. I, I like We're, animated films. I know you're I mean, not so much, but yeah. they're fine. Like uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not completely against uh, animated movies. Uh, anime a bit more, but I mean it depends on the movie. <laughs>
0: well, we'll see we'll see what we get. But uh for now, uh this has been really great um yeah i hope you guys have a great day and jaco and i will talk to you later
1: yes long live the new flesh down with videodrome <laughs> <laughs>